0: Welcome to the Detroit Regional Chamber's Power of And podcast. Each episode brings together a range of voices representing the complexity of political issues in Michigan with the goal of embracing an and approach rather than either or policy solutions. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Power Van Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Majestic, coming to you from the Detroit Regional Chamber's Lansing office here. Uh, Today's episode, we hope to focus on the post-high school path and exploring the different options available that are affordable for students and fill a crucial role in the state's workforce. Across from me today, we have Representative Samantha Steckloff from Farmington Hills. Representative Stuckloff, is the chair of the Higher Education and Community College Appropriation Subcommittee. Before being elected to the House in 2020, Rep. Stuckloff worked for Wayne State University for a number of years in student services and enrollment, where she played a critical role with the Chamber's Detroit Promise team in enrolling Detroiters in four-year programs at Wayne State University. She's a graduate from Purdue University. Sitting next to her is one of the most seasoned elected officials uh, currently serving, Representative Curtis Vanderwall, initially elected to represent Ludington in 2016. Rep Vanderwall did a four-year term in the Senate in 2018 and came back to the House just here in 2022. Uh, with his background in the grocery business and then transitioning to lawn care and pest control industry, he now sits on the Agriculture Committee and is the Minority Vice Chair for Health Policy and the Higher Ed Committee. He completed courses at Grand Rapids Junior College for two years before moving on to the workforce which is kind of strange that I, I mentioned both your where you graduated and when you went to school. I wanted to include that on purpose because uh, that's what today's topic is. Uh, we usually don't include those, um, but we need to start talking about what to start doing after high school because, frankly, high school is not what it used to be, right? This conversation has become really politicized, I guess, when you start thinking about what we're going to do after high school. Uh, you look at one side of the aisle, they say, oh, you should be going to skilled trades. The other side says everyone should be going to four-year college. That's obviously not the answer. We both know that. We all know that here. Uh, So if you ask our membership, you know, we need more four-year and we need more training, more skilled trades. Uh, So Rep Stekloff, we'll start with you. What have you included in your most recent budget to empower those that don't want to go to a four-year school?
1: Well, there's a few things we were able to do this year. Um, While 60 by 30 is not in the higher education budget, I think it's really important to talk about ReConnect. Uh, If you're looking at financial aid options and opportunities, so often, you don't qualify for federal aid. And that is because you need to be number one in a, a degree seeking program. And number two, a lot of those certifications and certificates don't qualify. Um, the very rare types of programs you'll see is people who go to like a four year degree and get a degree in something other than teaching and then come back for a certificate in a teaching program. And that is. Uh, eligible, But it's very rare to see some of those. So we were able to include ReConnect, lower the age to 21, which is going to make a huge difference. On top of that, uh, we put $50 million additionally into the Michigan Achievement Scholarship, which is something that the rest of the country is looking at us for. This is an incredible program. And what's wonderful about that is it also affects our community college students. Um, when you look at federal financial aid, so often you have to have a certain EFC or expected family contribution, and it really hurts the middle class. And this scholarship is kind of one of the first programs we've seen in this state this century that actually targets the middle class. So those are a few options that we've been able to encompass.
0: Perfect. And I guess, Representative Wall, when you go over to the west side of the state over in Ludington, what are your constituents saying when it comes to their talent shortages and what are they seeking when it comes to uh, a new employee? Well, that's a great question. And I think each
2: area is a little bit different. And surprisingly, on the west side of the state is what can we do to make sure that our children have a great opportunity um, to be educated near home? And right now, we don't have a lot of options. So we have a community college uh, that sits in the middle of my district um, in Mason County. But if people decide that they they need to go to a four-year university, it's either Grand Valley or we move east. So right now, it's really partnering inside our community colleges to make sure that we have an opportunity that uh, the student can stay at home, uh, which also is a great financial benefit if you can stay home and not – our way to a, a four-year university, the savings. But our businesses right now are striving to make sure that the local um, student that graduates from high school has an opportunity to succeed in their hometown where they're comfortable um, and really have a career um, to return to when they get done with school.
0: I, that's a great segue into my next question. It's something that you actually voted on back in June of this year, um, is the disconnect between our membership, employers, and colleges. Um, So you heard testimony on the Michigan New Jobs Training Program that Representative Glanville sponsored. Um, You eventually voted yes on the bill when it came to the floor. Uh, So this bill, which is now in the Senate, uh, so it's out of your hands now, uh, would allow for local community colleges to work with local employers to provide direct training for the jobs after graduation. So why did you vote yes on it? Uh, Because some of your Republican colleagues voted no. Uh, So is this a program that works in Ludington and works for you. Well, you know, we really how I got to a yes is we worked really
2: hard with our community colleges and our businesses locally to say, what can we do and what are the opportunities? And they, they said, hey, we've got to give our community college an opportunity to train directly in the area and we'll, in return... bring these students in and employ them and really give them basic training. If they stick around, uh, fantastic, but we know that if we can keep them here, we have a better opportunity. And right now, that's ultimately what we need to do. We need to give our students an opportunity, number one, to to save the ultimate dollar, get educated locally, and then hopefully remain in the area so that uh, we have students for our our schools as we grow up, but uh, our employers have good quality individuals to help staff their facilities.
0: It, that was a great answer. And I, Rep. Stuckloff, how have businesses come to you? I mean, you've spoke with us back in, I want to say, May at OU, when we had our roundtable with all of our uh, business leaders and then local community colleges there. Uh where you were obviously uh, very connected to everyone in the room, right? Um, You've obviously had conversations, uh, but I guess, could you tell the listeners how uh, best to connect with your state leaders on what their business needs?
1: There's a few things that we should be taking advantage of that we're not And a lot of that is we talk about work-study programs. Um, These are programs depending, again, on your expected family contribution is funding to work. Um, And the misconception is that you must be on campus for these jobs, and that is incorrect. Any business can sign up to offer federal work-study. So it's almost like an internship for them, an unpaid internship with the the federal government picking up that slack. Um, So there's one opportunity to really bring students who are in those four-year and two-year programs over and have that direct connection. Um, When I worked at Wayne State University, we had a lot of students um, who were in the business school or working in uh, the tech industry. And because it was in Detroit, we just had an opportunity to have those direct connections that as representative, Underwall said, you know, he doesn't necessarily have. So we need to concentrate on where these schools are also located. Um, we're really working on articulation agreements. That is a huge thing you're seeing community colleges work towards. Uh, nursing shortage. Um, so you're seeing a lot of ADN to BSN degrees. Um, and that's really important because it allows a student to pretty much get a bachelor's degree paying a community college price for the majority of it. So there's a lot of things we can do that we may not necessarily already be working on. We have to get a little bit more creative than we are.
0: So a little bit of upskilling, or uh, I guess you could say improving on the employee's current abilities um, and training for the next job of the future, which we're seeing in the automotive industry, our largest industry here in Michigan. Uh, So how do both of you see the shift from ICE to EVs when it comes to our workforce needs? You know, we're always going to have this shift in technology um, back from the Model T to today, right? Um, So how can Michigan leverage its existing workforce while also developing the workforce for the unique needs of EV manufacturing?
1: So when I spoke earlier about their certificate programs, um, that's something we're really going to have to use moving into the future. Um, When we look at the Michigan uh, Achievement Scholarship, that last dollar doesn't necessarily go towards your cost of attendance, which goes a little bit further than just your tuition and fees. So that includes transportation, that includes housing, things like that. So anybody that's going to change careers or move into something else needs to have the stability if they're going to really do this full time Financially, Uh, so one of the things we can work on moving into the future is moving that scholarship to cover the cost of attendance. Another thing we can really do is take advantage of those certificate programs. Um, They're typically one year, and Reconnect does cover those. And again, Reconnect on top of Michigan Achievement Scholarship, having that go towards cost of attendance. Uh, But one thing we really need to be conscious about is any time you know this has been happening through the through the century, if you said Um, you know you. to be able, the mechanic used to be able to open the hood of a car and the engine be right now, right there. Now you have to drop it. It's all computers. Uh, So we really have to be conscious about how we're training um, and the business community is going to have to get on board to help maybe pick up some of those costs. I
2: think jumping in with that, of course, is making sure that we allow um, these opportunities to Start in smaller communities. We look at our community college. What can they do to jump into the EV sector? Uh, What can we do when it comes to a skilled trade? Who do we have nearby that we can assist to allow them to offer that training? Uh, You know, in northern Michigan, we don't hear a lot of EV talk because of where we are, we're very rural, you know, what can we do? You hear a lot more down south. We need to make sure that we move some of those educational opportunities north so that we can be prepared Uh, In the future, because we are seeing a, a huge increase in people that are purchasing these. How do we teach them how to work on those? What skills can we give our students and really give them the opportunity already in middle school to start exploring some of these ideas so they can start working themselves to what do I do as a career? What can I do in my area to be a benefit to the community? And uh, right now, we wait way too long. I believe we need to be working with our students already in the, the middle school sector instead of waiting till high school when they've really already made a decision because of their peers. You
0: now, I, I might have jumped to a conclusion way too early when I said a high school degree is not necessarily what it's worth, uh, what it was back in 1950, if you want to say uh, that, that long ago or even earlier in times. Um, So do you imagine actually almost changing up the normal format of a high school uh, graduation requirement or, I guess, introducing more, I guess, skilled trades programs in high schools? Well, I think think that's
2: a great question. I think that we do have to offer more opportunities to allow – not everybody – wants to go to a four-year university i think you hit the nail on the head when you did speak about you know just a high school degree we already know if you look at all the stats that somebody that goes on uh to college or a skilled trade and gets a degree from that uh financially they're they're much better off but i think we've waited too long with the way things are changing in today's world um to not inform our students about opportunities, uh, so that they can start much earlier than they did in the past.
0: That's a great point. Um, you know, I, I vaguely remember doing something like that in middle school, where you took a jobs test, but it said I would be uh, working at a nail salon or a hair salon, which it did not turn out. Greatly, um, I obviously am not doing that, <laughs> but uh, I want to shift focus for our last question here on uh, a topic that the governor's been really interested in recently is the population loss. Um, and she's been working closely with the business community and other partners within the communities on how to face that issue. Uh, So are there paths for us to incentivize attracting workers to Michigan to address the population loss issue, um, as well as keeping workers here that either of you can offer, I guess, in the education space? Who wants to go first? Well, I can (laughs) jump in real quick and then we'll allow the good rep to finish it up. But,
2: you know, ultimately, we've got to make uh, Michigan very attractive for people to want to stay. And live in the area. We also need to attract businesses. So I think it works on making sure that our business climate um, is really set that allows businesses to come here, uh, establish themselves in an area and make sure that they have enough employees to, to run their business. I think when you get into, you know, for us, we're in northern Michigan, you know we're cold and dreary unfortunately a few months out of the year what can we do to make sure that you know people um understand what benefits we have in northern michigan in lines of the great outdoors the hiking um the state parks are phenomenal in the area we need to make sure that we sell michigan is just an ultimate state to live in there is no other state as pretty as what i believe michigan is and it and from our southern border so all the way into the Upper Peninsula, we just need to make sure that we establish those things so that the, the employee says, you know what, this is a great place to live. I want to raise my family here. Um, and I believe we can do that. We just need to make sure the climate
0: is right. And I can't agree with the weather statement more. People go to Colorado, Minnesota, Maine, all that. You know, so it, it's always a, a terrible excuse, in my opinion, of the weather, because who doesn't love good snowfall? Uh, representative Suckloff
1: I'm going to go along with the great representative from Bloodington. I think, uh, you know, you talk about Michigan summers. We all know that Michigan summers. I mean, that's why you live in Michigan for a Michigan summer. But also when we talk about the population decrease, it's not something that we weren't expecting. Um, I served on city council for uh, eight years, seven years. I can't even remember Nine years. I can't remember anymore. But before I ran, uh, we were hearing from SEMCOG for a long time that in the year 2026, we were gonna have more seniors and school age kids. Again, this is all concentrated in Southeast Michigan. Um, so what were we going to do then? Well, we didn't really do much then. Um, so there's a couple things we need to be looking at. I think cities really need to focus on their master plans in thinking about zoning requirements, redoing them. You know, we we're, we're talking. About that missing missing middle housing, um, so our cities need to be a little bit more flexible looking at that. And unfortunately, that's not really something we can do at the state level. Local governments are going to have to do that. And I think bringing in younger people who you know don't mind something larger than two stories coming in and serving on these on these councils. Um, but also looking at how do we attract other people to move into the state. We have seen that besides one. Of our universities uh, University of Michigan Ann Arbor the other schools uh, statistically, majority of their students who go there in-state stay in-state. I mean, I think the next closest one to University of Michigan is Michigan State, and still 86% of their students are staying in Michigan. So, we really need to be looking at attracting the surrounding areas. And a lot of the things that we did at Wayne State was we would offer in-state tuition for those bordering those Great Lakes states, so um, including Ontario. So, Ontario, New York, uh, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois. So, we would provide in-state tuition because we know if the students come that they typically stay here. So we're really going to have to be working on that. Um, This is the first year in a very long time you're seeing universities actually have an increase in their student population. And I think a lot of that is a testament to all that we've been doing in the state for the past few years. So I'm excited to kind of see what works in those certain things because – People just aren't having children. I I am a geriatric millennial, though I do like season millennial. I like that word a lot better. Um, almost forty, and I don't have kids yet. And you know, a lot of us graduated college or or took a certain type of skill trade, and then the two thousand eight recession happened. And we're you know we're still trying to get back to that point. Uh, so a lot of things do add to that.
0: Great answer. Thank you both for coming here today. Uh, thank you, Representative Steckloff, and Representative Vanderwall. Great seeing you both. Uh, For the listeners out there, you can learn more at DetroitChamber.com. Thank you.